it's not about making it perfect out the gate. It's making it scalable, right? Mm. Because you have to grow into these tools. You're not going to just do one campaign and then shut the tool down and walk away. No, you're going to do several campaigns. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of More Than Marketing. I am your host, Arsha Mirsha, and I am joined by none other than Moni Oluide. You got it. Yes. She is a marketing ops manager at... Fidelis Cybersecurity. Fidelis Cybersecurity. And I'm excited about this one, Moni, because... Uh, you and I are cut from very similar cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both went to UMBC. That's right. Go well, Retrievers. Go Retrievers. There you go. Put it there. Oh, it. I think we were there around the same time. Yeah, a um, little overlap. And then, um, and I think if I saw correctly, you studied like American Studies uh-huh. there. Yep. And then what you went on? I did American Studies, and then I uh, interned for a cybersecurity company, and then started working there, and I did my master's at Johns Hopkins. Okay, master's job in so MBA. In, MBA in marketing, okay. or a master's in marketing. Oh, master marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's different than MBA. That's yep, yep. awesome. And mm-hmm. Hopkins, good for you. Yeah, I kind of knew I was gonna wanted to focus on on marketing. No offense, to, like finance and the rest. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm a marketer. Well, funny you say that. I say, if I were to go back to school, do it all over, I would go finance. Everyone touches money, <laughs> no matter you're a plumber or a marketer or whatever. But um, but we're the same because I studied bioinformatics mm-hmm. at UMBC mm-hmm. American Studies. Mm-hmm. Neither of those are marketing. Nope. We're both in marketing now. <laughs> exactly. You know like, yeah. People always were like, oh, what are you going to do with that? Be a teacher? And I was like, nope, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. I have figured it out. That's what I was doing. It was like the, the path is either, you know, research uh, or doctor for me. Yeah. A lot more school in this. Side. But we both ended up here. And I think it's because of our personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you're extroverted, it yep. seems, but you're also analytical. That's right. Right? Yep. And you knew that about you knew that about yourself. Figured it no, out. No, actually, what? I did like one of those like self assessment uh-huh. tests, personality, forget, personality type, type yeah. tests, and one of them obviously was like an analytical personality, but I also like relationship building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? So I was like, Which okay, exactly. So I build relationships with numbers. Exactly. <laughs> kind of fell into the perfect job for me. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that because marketing ops. This is like a, um, I don't know if it's growing, if it's new or whatever. You tell me. I think it's growing. It's growing, yeah, right? I think it's relatively new too. Yes. I think with the advent of of Martech, marketing yep. technology, absolutely. Um, you know, however many years ago, uh, I think uh, Forster said that in two thousand twenty or, or twenty twenty, mm-hmm. the mark the CMO will spend more on technology than the CIO or something like that. I can see it. You can see it, right? I can definitely see that. It's crazy. So with that comes this this need for this role of marketing operations that's right because all those technologies have to kind of work together and that's where the operations part part comes in so pretty heavy tell me about that tell me about your tell me about your role tell me about what's what's marketing ops even mean I mean, yeah i mean like if you've ever been to one of these marketing technology shows right the biggest one of the biggest draws is like show off your stack oh that's yeah that's the, right the yeah, stackies yeah. Yeah, the things stack. like yes, <laughs> exactly right. how big can your stack get <laughs> Uh, so it's it's that, and it, and it encompasses, uh, I call marketing operations the, the center of excellence for the marketing department because we touch every part of the marketing mm-hmm. department and sales as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, primarily it's around managing the technology, but also the lead management process, those two things together. Okay. Um, and then analytics. So when you have a technology stack of tools, usually it falls into one of those three categories, right? Yeah. Like executing campaigns, uh, the analytic part of like what the results of those campaigns or some lead management process. Sure. There. So those are kind of the three heads of marketing operations. So, you know, it's only going to grow. As soon as the stack grows, I can only see the, the role growing too. Yeah, I can see. No, I completely agree. And it's it's because, is it similar to like a, um, like a Salesforce admin 
at all? Um, so it's, it... it's kind of like the inverse of Salesforce admin. Because okay. Salesforce admin, like everyone comes to that person for whatever their thing is in within the to, within the one tool of Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the marketing operations part is kind of like the inverse because you're the person for every tool outside of <laughs> outside of the one tool, right? So like you're send my my center is like Marketo, right? Yeah. That's my like hub of where everything needs to run from a marketing standpoint. But then sales loft over here i have a wistia wistia for like video recording Mm. over here i got google analytics for my report you know what i mean like there's a bunch of different things that kind of revolve around that outside of it that i have to kind of manage as well yeah so so then so you're so marketing ops is kind of at the center of of marketing technology you're making sure all the data from all the different tools is feeding in and feeding out that's right Exactly. Right. Exactly. Defining that. Defining, defining that process. Is... Exactly. Making sure that campaigns kind of align to that process. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it when you when you're setting up when you're an operations person and people are setting up campaigns. Like they have to align to my lead management process mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. track properly. If you're using Google Analytics, put correct UTM tracking codes yes. on it. Set up the right campaigns in Salesforce. Right. Making sure the data is coming in clean so I can send it to all these other outside tools or whatever. It's like. There's so many nuances to the process that you have to be literally involved in everything to make that same. And you know why it's so important now that you just said, you everything you just said made me think. Because the CEO or the CMO, what do they want? They want reports. That's right. They want to know where's the budget working, where's the budget not working, mm-hmm. right? And there is no way to answer that without clean data. That's right. And there's no way to have clean data without having these nomenclatures in place, without having you know, the SLA in place or in place is not even that good. In place, fine, but it's got to be actually used. Used and, and properly. Yeah, used properly and administered and, and held accountable. That's right. That's That would be your job. A thousand percent. That's where I spend the majority of my day. You're right. It's just like making sure that these are set up properly and the bigger team you have, the more you have for variation in that process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to be on top of it. <laughs> so it is like 24. It never gets old, which is the part that I love about the job, but yeah. it's also like constant. Right? Yeah. It's funny. You know, Mooney, I, I wrote down a bunch of questions. One of the questions I, I was thinking, okay, marketing ops, um, Okay, we were buying this uh, marketing automation platform mm-hmm. or we're switching our CRM or yep. whatever the, the task at hand might be. Yep. Um, so we need someone like yourself. You have this experience to come in and help us definitely uh, implement it. Yep. Probably help us integrate it. That's right. And so what I was thinking is, is that a one-time job and then it's just done? Oh, no. <laughs> it's an ever-involving process. And one of the things actually that I tell younger marketing operations professionals and one thing that I'd like to impart here is when you talk about operations and tools is it's not about making it perfect out the gate. It's making it scalable, right? Mm. Because you have to grow into these tools. You're not going to just do one campaign and then shut the tool down and walk away. No, you're going to do several campaigns and you're going to learn and you're going to change and you're going to adjust and you're going to want to do more and more and more and more. So making it perfect out the gate is actually the detriment of what you're trying to do, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to make it scalable and grow. So a lot, a lot of times like with marketing out, operations tools or marketing technology tools, they're not perfect, right? You, you know, when leads come in, they don't come in quite right. You don't follow the right necessarily process. There's things that you didn't necessarily account for when a lead comes in and you want to adjust for that every time, but you can't because then it doesn't make it as scalable. So you have to kind of like, so like a good example is, um, so a lot of times sales wants to do territory routing by like zip code and postal code mm-hmm. and like these, you know, nuancey things or whatever. But what if that changes? What happens when the rep leaves? Right? Yeah. It becomes hard to manage. It's or not scalable. What if the platform doesn't allow for allow that? Allow for that, right. exactly. Yeah. Or what if the data uh, you know, is not 
enriched or, or Ex- right? So you don't, I don't have a zip code for this person. Exactly, or whatever, right? exactly. So trying to adjust for one issue, mm. you create a bunch of other issues wow. that doesn't make it scalable, right? So those are the things that comes with like experience that you have to learn and adjust for. It's like, no, let's just do state. We'll send it to both reps. The reps will know based on the account name who it should go mm-hmm. to, and the other one person will just ignore it. It's right. fine. You know, it'll work I mean? out. It'll work out. Let's just have them deal with this one issue and not create fifty other. You issues. just articulated, Moni. The reason, like, I I know that there's ongoing. Obviously, <laughs> like, I do it for our own company. Like, I'm in I'm in our HubSpot CRM. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure that we're attributing things to the right places, mm-hmm. and so is our director of marketing. But um, who's kind of playing that marketing ops role now that I think about mm-hmm. it, right? Um, but you just articulated like, oh, look, there's going to be a new challenges. You're going to want to do this campaign. It's going to not fit in the yeah. lesson. I got to bend and be flexible right. to be able to accommodate for that and also get the data to then report back to you of how it did and how, exactly. you know, how it did with all the other touch points and campaigns. Exactly. Look, hey, there are a million analytics tools out there. They're all great. But I have yet to get out of Excel. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'm right. not out of Excel. Yeah, like it's yeah. not gonna happen. So Excel is not dead. You it's heard it not here dead. First. Microsoft will be just fine. You <laughs> can't get out of it. So I agree. again, That's like good. don't let perfection be your Achilles heel, right? Yeah. Get it to 85, 90, and then if you gotta do the ten percent in Excel, that's fine. That's so fine. let me so then let me ask you how do we know if uh if marketing ops and now I'm selfishly asking for mm-hmm. myself because we're you know growing and hiring these mm-hmm. people at our agency because our clients and the reason we are money is because yeah. our clients need help need this help they just need the help i mean period and and we are lucky lucky enough to like identify because we're really good at getting the leads in but then i said to you earlier roi doesn't happen until a sale is made that's right so we need to we need to do some sales enablement so how do i know if a um whether it's here or our client, how do we know if marketing ops is doing their job right? That's a good question. And that can, I'm going to kick that back on. That's going to be based on the business because mm-hmm. my biggest thing when, when you know, a CMO comes to me and goes, you want to port analytics, I go back, mm-hmm. what's the goal, right? Okay. What's the goal of the campaign, for example? Goal mm-hmm. ca- campaign could be just making MQLs mm-hmm. or they could be setting meetings or mm-hmm. they could be actual revenue. Mm-hmm. Now, how you set up that campaign? It could be brand awareness. Brand too. awareness, that but that's a be. different campaign yes, versus those yes, all four goals. Of course, it is. Yeah, sure. exactly. So my measurement that is different mm-hmm. based on the campaign goals mm-hmm. you put. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's meeting sets, right? Okay. <clears throat> Getting them the meetings. So there's going to be a sales component of setting that meeting. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a marketing qualification part of they're ready to actually take that meeting in it. And then when, how often do you report that? So my my second thing that I always say is like the missing metric in marketing is time. Mm-hmm. Right, we like to report on things in like a monthly or mm, quarterly true. basis, and your customers don't necessarily fit that time frame oh, yeah. on you know, you know, your monthly reporting or whatever. That's a good point. So, I, I just make those caveats when I'm am reporting. It's like, guys, our sales cycle is a year, mm-hmm. this is a quarterly report. Yeah, yeah, let's this is where we're at right now, and then I always put a like. Here's future state, what I expect to have happen. Right. Just so, you know, I get it. CMO's got to report to CEO. CEO's got to report to the board. Yeah. Just saying wait is not an option, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, just Sorry, it, that's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to happen, right? You but you could do something. things like say like, okay, this is how many deals were created or opportunities were created. In this stage. In this, right. And this is, you know, based on my conversion numbers, this is what I expect mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah. So this, there's definitely things you can do. But like back to your kind of metrics and what I expect, I set those up based on the goals. Yeah. And then I report on them in a, Shared a time space, monthly, quarterly, whatever the CM was comfortable with. No, and that's a very good point on the on the monthly and quarterly, and the you know your sales cycle doesn't it may be longer than that right. or, or whatever. Um, 
and and that's right. So you're seeing the snapshot, but but I think what you just answered, and and this could just be differing opinions, but was that like you say, okay, what's the goal? Mm -hmm. And I would agree with you that like yeah, you need the goal and you need to work backwards from there, and that's mm -hmm. kind of like the marketer's job, mm -hmm. um, or marketing's job in, in a way. Yeah. But then marketing ops specifically, mm -hmm. like, is, is it? Let me ask you: Is it mm -hmm. fair to say marketing ops is doing a really good job, or, or you know, great job if if when I ask them for a report, they're able to turn it around, or or um, or I don't know. Our dashboards are being kept up to date in real time, and the numbers are you know not only accurate but they're precise. Like, yes, I would know, say that is a big key of marketing operations measurement, right? Yeah. The accuracy of the data I think yes. is key as yes, well. Yes, I, when yes. I came into my current role, the data was not accurate, and we were reporting completely false numbers yeah, because yeah, yeah, the data yeah. wasn't accurate. Yeah, that's a that's and you're a making decisions on and making numbers. decisions off that right. it's a thousand percent and judging sales based off that yeah. too as well. Yes, absolutely. The accuracy and of the reporting is one thousand percent a key of marketing operations. Yes. Awesome. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're aligned there because that's that's super important to yes. me. Like I, I mean, you know it. You I, you've said it. You, like if the data doesn't, I mean, all these tools run off the data. The data. So if the data doesn't work, you can't. The workflow is not going to work. Right. A thousand percent inaccurate, or or not necessarily the data is inaccurate. People aren't following the process, right? People well, that's getting, why the data may not be accurate. A thousand percent. So that was one of the things. Like sales wasn't uh, managing the opportunities in Salesforce correctly for it to be reported on. Mm -hmm. That's inaccurate. It's not the data. It's a process part. It's a process. So, yeah, it's a human. So that's two. That's your. So it's data management and process management. It's yeah, just oh, as important. Yeah. They go together. Oh dang! See, we didn't. That's right. Yeah. So that's right. Process management. Yeah. So that's do you find yourself like holding accountable, holding people accountable to a the process? A thousand percent. That's part so of the job. Huh? Finding the process is part of my job. Sure. Managing that process is part of my job. Making sure it's executed on is also part of my job. Mm -hmm. Right. A thousand percent because that's how I get the accurate data. Mm -hmm. So yeah. and and also making that process less difficult on everybody else mm. as well. Less difficult on sales. I try to keep it, you know, just stop banging your head against the wall with sales. They're only going to do so much, right? <laughs> Make it easier on yourself. I mean, don't have them update a thousand fields yeah. and change this and make a bunch of fields mandatory. You're just going to hurt yourself. Make it as simple as possible. Anything you can automate, that's what the technology is there for. Automate it. Uh, anything that you can kind of do yourself, do yourself. Anything you can do up front, do up front. I love you right now. Like this is you're you're preaching the choir. Look, salespeople love them to death. I don't like too often do we find do we see in in organizations a sales and marketing kind of like fist fighting, you yeah. know, like they're yep. you know, they're kind of at odds with one another, but that's not how it should be. No. How should it be? Exactly. I mean from I'll tell you from my personal perspective. Yeah, please. Right now, I have my up my have my guys update one field in Salesforce when they're working a lead. Wow. Status. That's it. I automate everything else for them. Wow. So just change the status. Tell me if you're working in, in progress, if you connected them, if you got it qualified. That's it. Then if you do have a meeting, you convert it to a zero-stage opportunity so it doesn't mm. hit pipeline. Nobody has to be scared that they're going to get mm. yelled at for mm. the opportunity. But mm. well, then I get to track it because the RSM or the main salesperson is going to manage an opportunity. That's mm. their main job. They're not going to manage an account. They're gonna ma not going to manage a contact record. They're not going to do all that. It's just opportunity. Just opportunity. So give them what they want. Here's a zero stage opportunity that nobody sees, but it's an opportunity. You know, if you want to push it forward, cute, cool. If you want to disqualify it, cool. That's another conversion metric for me that I can know if it's good or not. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be real because you really talked to them and really had a com conversation with them. So that's a real kind of conversion metric, not a false one. And, it's, and it gives the sales something that they're, al they're already doing that's already part of their main sales process. I think that's the biggest thing. Don't give them a separate process yeah. outside of what they're already that's doing. 
That's good advice right mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I like that. So what about like the deal amount? I mean, they, they put that in. Right? So our zero stage is a zero dollar amount. Mm. And that's because it's just a meeting, basically, right? right, right? right, right. There is none. So uh, once they kick it down to the next stage, then they have to put in an I see. So your SDRs are only updating one field. One field. Right. But then exactly. when it goes on, it then there's other fields. It's fields. the RSM, and now it's in the pipeline process. And that's, that's a different job. process. That's a process. And that's, that's a job. Right. No, okay. Job. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, just to speak a little bit to, uh, this is an issue yep. that's out there. Yep. Every company has some flavor of it. Uh, we have a prospect, uh, and look, I, I don't want to look like I'm talking smack on prospects, right. where, but this is this is just a real issue. And, mm -hmm. and we said, hey, can you get us, I forget what report, can you get us this report out of your CRM or whatever? And they said, um, maybe. Okay, uh-oh. All right, They're like, well, I'm like, what does I mean? Yeah. All right, well, do you want it to be exact or would you like it to be directional? And I'm like, oh, yeah. man, because we can get you directional pretty quickly, yeah. but exact, we're going to have to tie this to this and this yeah. and that, which I get. Like, I'm not, we're not perfect, right. you know, but uh, but but I think the job of the marketing ops is to, is to strive, not not for, per, per, for perfection, but iterate. You're, you're bringing up an excellent point for operations and just analytics in general. And this is why you kind of can't get out of Excel because mm -hmm. the tool is only as good as the data. And if the data is not necessarily inaccurate. So I'll give you an example. Yeah, right? please. So uh, people fill out our contact us form. 30% of people who fill out the contact us form are like solicitors and junk people that I don't necessarily want in these reports. Right. The tool is not going to know that. Yep. It's just seeing someone filled out the form, which is how I had it set up. They're not going to know that it's a solicitor or a student or some junk number. That's right. So it's like, I need to account for that. That's why I have to go in Excel and disqualify those out mm -hmm. of my reporting. Mm -hmm. So if you're relying on the tool 100% to do analytics, I don't know anybody who's doing accurate reporting relying 100% on the tool. I'm sorry. If you please let me know, I, I'm happy. No, <laughs> like, it doesn't does exist. I mean, I think they could, to your point, like, like no, you're you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you could make that 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 change in the tool, like oh, this is students, and then right. But then how uh, nuanced are you getting? Right. No, like yeah. You gotta get. Right. You're gonna get yeah. super granular, and that's to that scalability point where yeah. it's just like, if even if they put in like a proper email address and everything, it still could be junk. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah, so no, uh, you I know, do. you have a process for you can have process for dequeuing those, and then wow. you don't count the DQ or whatever. But it's just one example of like. You're going to have to be in Excel at a certain mm -hmm. point. I just don't know how you get out of it, but you need to account for that. And again, if I'm just, if my Excel job is just excluding those, mm -hmm. then that's fine. Yeah. And then that's my report and right. I send that report off to you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or I let my CMO know that, hey, this 10% of the, what you're seeing in the dashboard isn't inaccurate. It's actually really this. Right, right, they, right. they appreciate the real information the, versus the pretty dashboard. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The that, honesty also of like, hey, like, right. just so you know, like, this isn't, don't go singing to the board and try to raise money. That's what yet, it is, right? right? You can get the dashboard can give you a sense of what's going on, mm -hmm. right? It can you be, still got to drill, drill, drill deeper. Exactly. It could be 90%, right? You, right? You're just trying to get a sense of what, you know, directionally. What, exactly. That, that's, what's, that's what, to me, like, dashboard is like, okay, directionally, and even if it is precise, the numbers are fine, but it's, you're looking for that trend to say, where do I go and dig deeper Exactly. Right now, that's know? the, again, that's, don't let perfection be the death. You're yeah. just trying to get a direction of where you're trying to go. So yeah. I'm not trying to dish dashboards or dish technology at all. All I'm saying is it's not going to be ever 100% accurate. It's not. And don't try to build it that way. You're not going to be able to scale it out. It's going to be so nuanced and so tight that you may, and you end up like excluding good things to like, again, try yeah. to account for these to to anomalies that. sometimes. So. Okay. So now can I, do you mind if I get a little technical? With yeah, you let's go. So, uh, so I know you're in B2B, yep. right? You've been in B2B for a mm -hmm. while, right? Um, do you, with data enrichment nowadays, uh -huh. like, Clearbit or Datanize or uh, HubSpot, for instance, has HubSpot Insights. So yep. if it's a B2B and, and they know it, 
uh, they'll enrich in a nice. It's, awesome. it's so nice. Um, so let me ask this. So on a form, do you need to ask? I have an opinion, by the way. Yep. So I'm gonna ask you: is it, Do you need to ask your how many employees in your company, their industry, like their local? You don't need. Do you need to ask that? Anymore? Don't even ask that. I mean, I don't even know. It's been like reported so many times. It's like four or five questions. That's mm -hmm. all people are gonna fill out. Yeah. Well, yeah. So for conversion rate, you yeah. gotta you you wanna low, generally speaking let. Lower number of fields, the more likelihood you're going to get a, a conversion, thousand right? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And so if someone has a B, if you're B2B right. and I put in, you know, webmechanics.com, your CRM or your Clearbit or your whatever, data nice can enrich that data. So fast. We have Discover Org. Discover, we, there you we, go. We, we do a pinned on, on inbound. I mean, like that. Exactly. I'm not asking a billion questions right. on my form. And what do you get out, out of that? I mean. In, like industry and. So yeah, industry. We, I mean, we get, you know. Address information, mm -hmm. phone number information, industry yeah. information. Yeah, we get so much data. I mean, we get everything that we basically need. All I need is your email address and your company and a name. Yeah, that's it. Done. That's it. Yeah, I just want to call you the right thing and make sure yeah, I'm referring exactly. to the right company. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes just the email address gives you first name, last name, exactly. firstborn, son. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. It's crazy though the the world that we live in. You work in cybersecurity, <laughs> so it's like. Your strategy is lined like privacy. It's like, I yeah. got your email. I kind of know everything about yeah, you. Yeah, you know? exactly. In some cases, exactly. or in most cases, not all, obviously. Not all, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what about, um, what about uh, sales enablement? So mm -hmm. this is like, um, I hope it's not like account-based marketing sales enablement. I hope it's not just like a buzzword that's like, you know, kind of floating around. But I know mm -hmm. that in your job, you're doing sales enablement. Yeah. Whether you call that or not. Yes, absolutely. Yep. You do. We have an SDR team. Okay. Um, so we, we have reps that are just there to outbound call and call and set meetings. That's their whole entire job. Okay. So our sales enablement team is is a thousand percent around that. I help manage that uh, for them. And it's it's super important. And it's super important as like just a liaison between marketing and sales. Like yes. That is a key team to like. I get the RSMs are like, they're busy. They yeah. they legit are like out on the field, yeah. knocking on doors, yeah. trying to get in front of people. That's a lot of their time. They don't have time to like call, cold call, mm -hmm. you know, a mm -hmm. thousand dollars a day. That's what SDRs are. Exactly. They're, they're doing that and inbound. Right? And inbound. Exactly. And they're more open to like your process and what you want to do because that's how they get credited. That's how they get paid. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So then how? seems not going to do any of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's their job. But so how do you, so what's in sales enablement that's like, I guess like, you know what I mean? Like give me some tips. For so, some. I mean, like I have just like a basic like kind of package for our guys, mm -hmm. like call scripts. And objection handling. Good. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fine. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, enablement now is like all these tools and all this content. Like you have case studies and like mm. all these packages of like videos and stuff to send prospects, which right. is important for sure. Don't get me right. wrong. But like, I feel like people do that thing and like ignore just the basic foundational of like, how are these people sound on the phone? Yeah, You know what I mean? Call. Like they're your first line of defense for your potential prospects on the phone. Do they know what you do? Do they know how to communicate what you do well? Dang, do they point. know how many times to properly follow up? Do they know have a sequence of following up? There is like a strategy to that and like some nuance to that that they, they need that I think is should be more folk sales enablement focused than the other content. Um, which and I mean the, doing the videos and stuff, that's cool. Like I know like a lot of thing a lot of SaaS companies right now are kind of doing like the whiteboard video where they like, mm -hmm. you know, say your name and like, you know, show you email yeah, like that. That's yeah. super dope. Like that's yeah. that's cool. I'm, I support all of those things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you have personalized. that personalized content, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I support all that. I think that's great. 
But if you have that but don't have the, the foundation, foundation, it is kind it's of going to crumble. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good point because like I, when I think sales name, I think like okay, uh, call scripts, objection handling. Mm -hmm. I love all that. Mm -hmm. I also think like. Um, uh, some lead scoring and or like notifications. Hey, this lead is on your pricing page, yep. you know, call them right now type yep. thing. But yep. to your point, you, if, if you don't know what you're talking about, right. you know what I'm saying? Like then that's... Or how to handle what wins, right? Yeah. I wouldn't right. have the same conversation with somebody who's on the pricing page than someone who just downloaded a generic white paper. Absolutely. That's you know what what I mean? what, yeah. And that's, that's, that's your point of the, scripts and understanding eggs, like the, that's the my process. That's main and the, point. Exactly. Because in a lot of B2B companies, SDRs have that same conversation regardless, right? Yeah, that's they don't, bring up the type of white paper you downloaded, the topic, you know, do you have an interest in? We, uh, at Fidelis, we have four different product sets and mm. those have four different audiences to mm. them. Yeah. So if you just have a generic conversation and they want like a network security product and you're talking about something else, that's, you're, you're missing the whole point. Not you only, just lost that person. Not only that, you, you have four different buyers, four different products, four different buyers, but each one of those has all these different buyers too. You got the user buyer, yep. you know, you got a technical buyer, yep. you got the, you, the legal, legal, the economic buyer, economic CTO, right, all. executive, all that stuff. Yes, yeah, so you right? need to know your personas. You have to know it very well, and you have to know how how to have those conversations and what triggers those individual personas mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. Yeah, this is this is um this is fun stuff. We could talk about this for days. <laughs> I could days go on, on and days, on. and you know that it's gonna keep changing. Um, I can't keep up sometimes. <laughs> I, it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. All the technology is like. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's fun too. Yeah, it's like fun to get in there, get your hands dirty. It is. You know? It is. But the biggest thing I see is like, yes, the technology is moving rapid and super fast, and it changes all the time. But like, a lot of people miss just the core foundational stuff. I yeah. mean, I don't even know. You can talk to it probably too as well. How many times you go into companies and they don't have like core brand messaging, sure, and like a good website, yeah. and like a value proposition, mm -hmm. or like a thirty-second pitch. They say their competitors, everybody underneath the sun. They mm -hmm. don't have like a set competitor set. It's just like. Let's focus on the, the core stuff. Like, yeah. This is marketing 101 type stuff, guys. You can throw in the many tools you want to. This isn't done. None of this stuff that's, really matters. That's so true. Yeah. So true, Monia. Because, yeah, because you throw that technology, it actually might make it worse. Exactly. Because if you don't, the first thing I need, if you give me like a, a brand new install, like a, a CRM or, or MA platform, I need to know your business process. That's right. I need to map that business process to your point of like, you know, knowing the different buyers, knowing mm -hmm. your value prop. Mm -hmm. When do you, you know, when do you hit them with that value prop? Okay, they saw in your marketing. Is your salespeople reinforcing that? Yep. When, how, in email, in in, in uh, calls, where? Yeah. So, yeah, I got to know your business process so I can map that. Not only um, just to, you know, make sure everyone's aligned, but also to for reporting. That's right. I need to understand, you know, where, where am I creating data and then where am I reporting that data? When am I reporting that back, back out? To exactly. Yeah, so, yep. yeah. This is, so, we could talk on day we. Will you do another episode with me sometime? A, a thousand percent. I'd be happy to. Because what I'm going to do, I'm going to rein some of this in, and maybe you can help me do it. Okay. And then we can go, because I want to do like, um, you know, six things that every marketing ops person needs to know. Okay. Or something like that yeah, yeah, later yeah. on, you know? Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. That'd be dope. Mooney, uh, Oluide, yep. cool last name, <laughs> UMBC grad. Yes. We're going to come back. Marketing ops, it's hot. Not hot. It's it's growing. It's You got to, every company needs one. They have one, whether they know it or not. Yes. If you got technology, you got a marketing house person. They're it's just called, called something exactly. else. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your time today. We'll do another episode. Excellent. Thank you so much. My pleasure.